You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. You get it. I get it. I totally get it. What's some, that's some scary, scary shit. You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Commence. Uh, what's the soundtrack to The Exorcist? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that is not no. it. What is it? It's very distinct. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not, we, we can't recreate it with our mouths, but let's just put that in at the beginning. Well, what's that, what's, that ba- what's that band that does all the music with their voices? With oh yeah, Pentatonix. We're not them. Yeah, no, <laughs> we'll just add it in after yeah. the fact. Okay, so this week we are doing our spooky episode. Um, spooky, spooky, spooky Halloween. No, oh. it's spooky, spooky skeleton and shivers up your spine. Dun, dun. Okay, so... If you've listened to our podcast in the past and or if this is the first time, don't listen at night and don't listen alone. Wow, yes. that, that is not the exercise. That's what? an ad on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm okay. doing it. I'm doing it. So, yes. <laughs> this is not scary. Okay. I feel so, like now that I've heard it, I definitely can't no. duplicate. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it's like, are you guys listening to the Teletubbies or? Okay. 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 This focus. is the song that never ends. So what we are going to do this episode is we are going to talk to you guys about our recent activity. And then we asked our community to share with us their true ghost stories and experiences that happened to them. And Wow. Like I've read a whole bunch and Ryan's read a whole bunch and we will share them with you. Like I have like complete shivers throughout my whole body. Your whole listening body. To them. In the spirit of Halloween or as our French Canadian friends would say, c'est l'Halloween. C'est l'Halloween. We thought, why not talk a little ghost stories? Now, yeah. you know, I will say this. In previous years, we have had ghost story conversations right around this time, and the episodes tend to trend really well. Mm -hmm. However, more so than any other episode, we get a lot of backlash for Halloween conversations Mm -hmm. about ghosts. People Mm -hmm. saying, do not talk about ghosts. 
And ghosts, like, I ghosts that. are like access to the the other the side. side that's not a positive side. Right. But I think there's, I mean, everybody has their own personal beliefs and they're entitled to that. I just think that, you know, we, we experience some sort of form of the paranormal and our experience for the most part has been positive vibes. Yeah. So, we choose to look at it that way though. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I also feel like we had that one time, which was really negative. I now know the difference, like in just, in just feeling for me personally. Okay. I feel the difference. If it ever gets to a point where we're like, yo, we're inviting, we're done. But like, I don't feel that way. Yeah. Sorry, TLC community. 2023 will not have ghost stories <laughs> yeah. featured if we start getting, you know, some bad shit. Yeah. Okay. So shit thrown at us. Let us, um, we don't need really, I don't need to do a love you and you're annoying. We could do a love you you're annoying about the ghosts. Nope. Like, no, fuck, that's a stupid idea. Nope. What a terrible <laughs> idea. You know, this just goes to show that we're not prepared for this. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> yes, randomly throw shit on the wall yeah. and see in real time and be like, yeah, that's a good idea. No. I thought it would have been fun to be like, you know, it's fun and fun, but it's not fun because it's annoying when it happens at night. Like, that's probably the most annoying part. For sure. The most annoying thing that occurs is I would say that. 80% of any activity that we notice happens at night. Mm -hmm. And or anything that happens with the kids bothers me because it's just like maternal. I don't like that. Yeah. Okay. So let's start off with. Oh, you know what? You know what's own... annoying about the about ghosts? What? In our house? Sure. What? The fact that the kids can't sleep on their own. Yeah. That's actually super annoying. The fact that they not only, not only can they not sleep on their own, they have to have all of the um, closets closed. Mm -hmm. Riley needs to be tucked in a very particular way. She needs way. to have things certain order she needs or to, she feels off. She needs to have a pillow at her feet, a pillow at her side. There are so many bloody rules mm -hmm. in putting our kids to get to bed that we assert has something to do with the spirits bothering them. Okay, let's start it makes off with our own a long thing. So thanks, our, ghosts. For somebody who didn't want to do this, you're like, you keep talking about it. It was a great idea, Britt. <laughs> I just wasn't prepared for it. Okay, let's talk about our most recent experience. So to, to be honest, we haven't had much um, happen in, like since the projector instant, like that galaxy situation. But was this last week? Yeah, it was last week. Okay, so I... We, every night, like we say this all the time, Ryan and I both check on the kids. I usually end up going to bed earlier. So we typically check on the kids at separate times before we go to bed. So I check on the kids. I go to sleep. Ryan comes up. What is it? Like maybe five, 10 minutes after. Why, what are you doing? <laughs> You're explaining how we check on the kids. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm just setting out the story. We check on the, the kids more than once. Anyways. <laughs> And it's Fuck probably you. like an hour later, let's be honest. No, this wasn't because I was still awake. Okay. So yeah. you came up and you, uh, it was like 10 minutes, but it was enough time that you brushed your teeth in the kid's bathroom. Okay. So like maybe, maybe 15 minutes. So I'm in bed. I'm like literally so close to sleeping. Like, you know, when you're in that like limbo and you like, you go to sleep, but also you're not fully asleep yet. So you come bust in the door and you're like, Hey, I'm like, what? You're like, did you just, uh, were you just in the hallway? I'm like checking on the kids, checking on the kids. I'm like, no, you're like, Oh, I'm like, why? <laughs> and you're like, never mind. Good night. And like, shut the door. And I was like, what the fuck, Ryan? So you can take over because this is now your experience. I wasn't there. <clears throat> so here's what I didn't tell you about that story. Oh my God. Are you serious? There's more. No, there's oh, just okay. a cool, there's just a funny story that goes oh, along okay, with okay, it. Okay. Okay. So 
this happened to be one night that we did go to bed relatively around the same time. Mm -hmm. Relatively. Now, I happened to be sleeping in the spare room this evening. And so when I went to the washroom, this is where it occurred. I was sitting in the washroom. And as I was going to the washroom, pee, not poo, just so everyone's clear. I was taking some Hold extra on. time. You're fucking ragging on me because I'm talking about how many times we check on the kids and you need to clarify if it's you took a shit to or know. you took a pee. It's important to know because when I got up and ran away, I don't want people thinking there was shit in my ass. <laughs> there, it's important to establish that I was not going to the washroom. Okay. Anyways, I hear you walk down the hall, enter the kids room, walk out of the kids room, walk into the spare room. Now, in my head. I was thinking, oh, she wants to have Brittany wants to have sex with me. So I was going to just play it nonchalant. Cool. I wasn't going to be like, hey, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice. Intended. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, well, wait until she's like, Ryan, where are you? Yeah. And then Ryan, where are you? Never, Never came. So I thought, huh, maybe she's going to be all coy. And when I get into the room, she's going to be naked. Right. And it should be it should be noted that when you're in the bathroom, like, you can, you just look around the corner and you can see the whole hallway. Like yes. I couldn't have like left and come back without you seeing. Yeah. You weren't there. Yeah. Let's just be honest. I, I heard the, the person go into the spare room right. and never come out. So yeah. I'm anticipating that you're going to be naked when yeah. I get in there. So I, I walk in there all proud, ready to just, you know, take her, take her for the team. What? You're not in the room. It's to my, to my dismay, you're not in the room. So I thought to myself, oh shit, maybe I didn't hear her get out of the room and I missed my opportunity. So I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to allow myself to miss that up. That's why I barged into the room right, so okay. quickly. Cause I was like, right. oh, fucking daddy's um, here. <laughs> right. <laughs> here we go. Don't, don't know if you noticed, but I'm carrying a boner with me. Ready. <laughs> and I opened the door and you were like, hey, hey. I was like, this doesn't seem like sex to me, but hey, maybe she's into it. Maybe this is role playing. Like, oh, I'm pretending oh to sleep. God. Don't this take advantage of me. This is scary. And this is like, <laughs> oh, wait not. So anyways, that's what actually occurred. But everybody knows. Everybody knows the feeling of hearing somebody yeah. walk. It's not like... It's not like the the air conditioning or the duct the ducts in the house are moving or or whatever the house is shifting. People know the sound of People's walking. Nose. People know the feeling of have your own house of too. motion going yeah. across a room. You can hear the difference because the way that sound works. Jake's gonna love hearing this. The way that the sound waves work, you can hear when they deflect off of things yeah. and change. There's no mistaking the fact that there was somebody walking in the hallway towards the spare mm -hmm. room who was looking to get lucky. <laughs> they did not get lucky. I love that, that you said that. That was their intention. But you said, did they, did you um, hear them go into the kids room first? Okay. So it sounded like it came from your room. Right. And it sounded like, this is why I thought I was, I, this is why I thought I was having sex because yeah. <laughs> it walked towards the kids room, didn't really necessarily enter. Yeah. But then moved from kids room right. to spare room, which is right beside it. Mm -hmm. But a very distinct pause, then move towards sexy time. Yeah. Th that's why I thought for sure. And I'm not going to lie when I say this. Now, I don't lie. So I don't know why I started the sentence that way. But there had been many a time when I am laying in the spare room mm -hmm. that I hear somebody walking into the spare room. But my back's turned to it because right, I like right, to sleep right. on my right. So when I move to my left, there's nobody there. Mm -hmm. And then I think... Oh yeah, Brittany's gonna you know sneak in, and then you don't like ever. 
And you're like, cool. So there's two problems here. One, we've got a ghost that loves the spare room. And two, every time I'm in the spare room, you never want to have sex. So <laughs> Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from. Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. <laughs> just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Stay fresh, everyone. Two issues. (laughs) But you know what's strange is that I feel like in the last couple of weeks. And I don't, honestly, I don't know if it's just because you, I'm in that weird 
um, kind of like purgatory of sleep, but I feel like I'm being woken up and, and I'm just being watched or just like, there's a presence there. Not enough to make me feel. Is it feel, me over top of you? Like, yeah. Are you ready? <sighs> not enough to feel awake? like, not enough to feel like terrified, like, but just to feel like I am not alone. And I know that sounds like it would be terrifying, but if I'm able to go back to sleep, that tells me something huge. Like, so maybe it's not something sinister or whatever. So that was really, really creepy because I, like, that wasn't me. And I was so mad at you that you told me that right before bed. I'm like, hold on. But I understand. Sorry. I understand. It wasn't your intention to scare me. But No, it was let's my just, intention to have sex. But let's just say this, because I forget who I was telling. Um, I think I was telling DK. I said, I told the story and uh, I, I said, there would never be a time though, Rye, where like, if I walked by you, where I wouldn't say something. Do you know what I mean? Like if I saw you in that room. You wouldn't have seen me because the way that the, the way that the toilet works when you're sitting is yeah, it's in on, a room to the side. I, if you, if what I'm saying is if that truly was me, I would find you. You know unless, what I'm saying? Unless you were being coy and no, okay, allowing I, uh, me to come in and you were naked. Then That's I what played out in my mind. I get it. But then I would have like texted you and whatever. I wouldn't have just been like, well, fuck it. It wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like, so just for future references, if this happens again, maybe don't tell me till the morning because I, like that was hard for me to sleep, like really hard for me to sleep. And then let's move on. Hold on. Let's move on. Cause we have so many stories. Mm. Um, later on, you're in control of this conversation. We had, I told Ryan that I heard knocking in the middle of the night. Like, and I was like, what the hell? And then later that night, which is actually super early in the morning, I thought one of the kids fell out of the bed. So they, they like to sleep together. And so I thought one of the kids fell off the bed and I, and I hear it. It jolts me awake. It was probably like five 30, maybe five and five, whatever. I can tell you exactly what time it was. <laughs> well, you were downstairs. It was five twenty six. So you got up to go work out. But what we just realized is that, cause we just had this conversation before that, before we podcasted, cause I said, like, I thought one of the kids fell out of the bed and you were like, holy shit, was it in the morning? Cause Ryan heard it too. Because but I he, was downstairs. Yes. So I heard it above me. And I heard it. Like their room is kind of attached to the back of their, the room is kind of attached to the closet and the master. So like I was waiting, I, I jolted up and then I'm waiting to hear like, like Riley or Cooper be like, eh, like I fell or whatever. Nothing came. And I was like, huh. Then I, then I was like, oh, maybe it was like something outside or whatever, but it was so distinct. And it's the same thing. Like when somebody falls out of the bed, you can hear that noise. Do you know? Like it's, it's a specific. It's a bang. Yeah. Anyway, super well, super weird. Just to to add to that story, I went upstairs and they were sleeping. Did you check on them? Not on the floor, sleeping. Oh yeah, they were the sound asleep in the bed, sleeping. Wow, weird. So okay. I thought, hmm, that's strange. And then you look around. Then you look around, and you're trying to find, you know, what's broken, what fell or what whatever. Fell, what broke. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you kind of when you hear it, you know what room it came from. It mm -hmm. came from Cooper's room. Mm -hmm. So you know immediately to go into that room. And I thought, maybe it's in the closet or whatever. And anyways, it wasn't. Here's another creepy story. And I just I just wrote this down while we're here so I wouldn't forget about it. So two weeks back, we went and got family photos done. Oh, you're telling Wendy's? Yeah. Okay. So we went and the talented Wendy Alana took our photos. What a what a wonderful soul and mm -hmm. an incredible photographer. Yeah, she's amazing. Hashtag super Wendy Alana. Super intuitive. We decide last minute that it's a beautiful backdrop in the local cemetery. Yeah, like what is wrong with that? There's just so many trees. So many beautiful trees. And there were areas where like the um 
the tombstones and stuff weren't shown. We want to be respectful, um, but it, it was a really beautiful, like peaceful, well, space. well maintenance space yeah. that from a fall standpoint, huge old trees. Anyways, we decided to take these photos there. And when we got there, Wendy, who is very intuitive, felt call it off. And she describes it as I was I don't know what was going on, but I felt off. Mm. And you felt a little off. It was just a weird day. I felt it was kind of strange to be taking photos in a cemetery. But nonetheless, I wasn't off at all. Anyways, Wendy's taking a photo of our kids and I'm holding on to her second camera. Unbeknownst to me, I hand her back that camera and it's broken. Mm hmm. Like we didn't, she didn't tell us that her camera broke until the day after or that she night. She told me the day after that her camera broke. I assumed that she had three cameras. I'm sure she's got multiple cameras, but I'm assuming that she had three cameras and her camera broke the day of the shoot, right. not on right. the shoot. Yeah, it was weird. She brought the camera in to a local camera shop and they said, yeah, there's nothing we can do about this. This thing is broken. Weird. So weird. So uh, first of all apologize for taking photos in a cemetery that's not a good thing i guess it's not i don't know okay but here's the thing like we weren't taking photos beside the gravestone there's like the perimeter of the cemetery has beautiful trees so i feel like it there's one thing you have to be respectful of the space and the people who have passed we're not like using that as a set yeah you know it wasn't like I mean? a halloween like, photo yeah, shoot like it was just it was really... a fall photo shoot okay but are you going to tell the story about wendy and i don't know the story you don't no Oh, okay. Well, I, I was tell. eavesdropping. Okay, so Wendy knows a mutual friend of ours um, who also has, I, I don't know if I want to tell her name because it's a yep. personal Don't story. even worry about it. Okay, so this other friend, let's call her Becky. Becky has um, like a gift, like she's like a medium. And they, Wendy and Becky connected over socials. And basically Becky has like, like very, very good intuition, can kind of speak to the other side, whatever. And they didn't know each other beforehand, okay? And so what? one day, Wendy is at home and she looks outside and for whatever reason, she's staring outside and she witnesses a car crash. So basically a car runs into a van and like totals the van. And so she has this weird, overwhelming feeling to go outside and take a picture. She's also going out and like making sure everyone's okay. So she goes and takes a picture and then she comes back inside and she has this like pull to send this photo to Becky. Like, I don't know why she literally was like, I, I sent this photo and I said, I don't know why I have like, I'm like compelled to send you this photo. And then Becky responds, what is the license plate of that van? And so Wendy goes back, zooms in, sends it. Becky says, holy shit, that's my mom. That's my mom's van. Like they were not in the same neighborhood. They uh, or Wendy didn't even know, has never met Becky's mom. Like just this weird connection of like, I feel like I need to send Becky this information. Like just wild. Her mom was okay, by the way. Yes, her mom was okay. But how crazy is that? Like it's insane. It's insane. Okay, let's start off. Do you want to read the really good one? You know what? Yeah. I think the mom is a good transition to this conversation. Yeah, I agree. So we're going to tell some creepy ghost true, stories. True, true as well. Well, well, coming from the people who said that they were Whoever true. wrote them states that they're true. Yes. So we're going to assert that they are. They're their experiences. But before we get into the creepy ones, I'm going to share with you one that I think is just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> this woman writes, my mom died when I was 19. I was late coming home one night and missed my curfew. As my boyfriend and I drove up to the house, the outside light started flickering. I took it as a cue to get inside. 
Then in the middle of the night, I woke up to a bright light in the hallway and my dog started uh, and my dog standing in the doorway barking. As my, as my eyes focused, I saw my mom as an angel floating in the middle of the bright light. I called to my dad and he just yells back. I see it too. Oh, that literally gave me shivers when I first read that one. And then she's like, and that's just it. Like we were both just happy. She just wrote like, I'll I'll never forget that moment and how she looked like a real live angel. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable story. That's cool. That's not creepy. That's a beautiful story. And thank you for sharing it. I agree. Um, Okay. I'm going to read. There is another like really sentimental one as well. Oh, then let's start with the sentimental. Before we get into the other ones. Also, this is a trigger warning. There is um, child loss in this one. So trigger warning. Okay. In 2016, I miscarried twins. My son at the time was nearly three. He actually told me that I'm pregnant with two babies and also advised me when I was 13 weeks that the babies are gone and went to heaven. I thought that this is silly. I just saw the doctor two days ago and all was good. Well, turned out at my 18-week ultrasound, the babies, in fact, were gone and both passed at the 13-week mark, two days apart. After coming home from the hospital a couple days later in the evening, my son runs into the living room right away and stops right before it. Now, we came in through the garage, which opens right into the kitchen, and I can see through my kitchen and dining room straight into the living room. He calls for someone to come turn on the light. Strange, he has always done it himself. I advise him, it's okay, you can turn it on. He says, no, come turn it on. There is a man here. Um, I don't see any man. So I advised him it's okay. And there was no one there. And he stated again, there is a man by the window and he has long hair. My husband went to turn on the light and he just turned on the lamp. My son then says, he is still there. You have to turn on the big light. My husband said, there is no one here, which my son responded to. Yes, there is right in the corner. He pointed to a two corners in the wind, two windows. My husband then turned on the big light and my son shrugged his shoulders and said, okay, he is gone. And then proceeded to play in the living room. We thought that was really strange. And then a couple days later, I was calling my son and he did not, and I didn't find him in his room. And I proceeded to check all of the rooms and he was laying down with a pillow and a blanket in one of the rooms we emptied out for the babies. I asked him what he was doing there. And he stated, I am saying bye to my sisters. They are right there again, pointing to a window. They came to say bye because they have to go now. At this point, I got chills and I didn't know what to say. And I thought maybe this is how he was processing losing the babies as he was so excited to be a brother. I calmly said, we'll say we love them very much, but we do not know if it was a brother, sister, or a brother and, or sorry, we don't know if there were two brothers or a brother and a sister. He says they are sisters and they know that we love them, but they have to go now. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of other creepy stuff that happened. It's a, it's a lot. Um, and then she goes on to say that she went to her OB appointment six weeks after the loss and her OB confirmed that they were two sisters and she kept see- and her son kept seeing this man around, nothing like negative, but just, he was always kind of there. Did they ever, that's an incredible story. Did mm-hmm. they ever, um, piece together who the, who the man was with long hair? She, she says like, she, she talks about, there's this is a really long one. So I'm, I'm just paraphrasing the end of it. She said, I could, I could at times see a man with work boots and a flannel jacket walking downstairs at like random times. I could never see his face. I could just see from the neck down. So like, she has no idea, but she also started to see this figure after she didn't feel weird about it. But like her son, I think she was just trying to explain that her son really had that, um, like gift of like seeing, I just was like, Whoa, with the babies, like that would have been very like, that would have been really heavy to hear as a parent. And like, 
and also but just the like kids a little gonna, bit. The kids going to be all matter of facty because he doesn't have the significance yeah. behind yeah, it. No, right? they're so sisters. It's like, yeah, they're, yeah, no, they're girls. Yeah, they're fine. They just wanted to say bye. They can't say anymore. And like, as a parent, you're probably like, a slightly terrified. B like in a weird way comforted, right? Like that would be a hard, like an emotional roller coaster. I feel like you would go through in that situation. You know, the sad thing about this, and you hear it all the time, kids kids intuitively have this gift and over time you start to lose it. And I don't believe it's because you don't lean into it. I believe that society tells you, oh, you're not seeing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're basically been like, oh, that's your imagination. Yeah. Like you're fine. Yeah, I know. It's what a crazy. cool, what a cool story. What a cool little gift. I know. Okay. So I've got, I've got one here. This is a short one, so, and then prepare yourself because this is a short one. (laughs) My my grandparents used to take us to the battlefields on vacation every year. One time in Gettysburg, and those for you who don't know, the Gettysburg Address. I got nothing, I got nothing to add to that. (laughs) Okay. We were walking through the battlefield at night and started to hear the faint beat of a drum. Hmm. Now, Gettysburg Address, just so you know, Brittany, is the Civil War in the United States. Hmm. Blue v. Red. Anyways, then to our right, we saw the grass being uh, beginning to move in two separate places like two people were walking in formation right beside us through the field. Super creepy story. Oh, that's it. That, yeah, I told you it was oh, short. Oh, sorry. I thought that was the build up. <laughs> no, that, no, that's just it. Sorry, but I missed. Why did they take their kids there well she doesn't explain why they do this on a yearly basis but they do and uh it is what it is like gettysburg is people go to the gettysburg all the time yeah because that was the major battle of the civil war i can only imagine how much activity and presence is there there were so many deaths oh my god like like it, it totally makes sense okay um this one i have like thoughts about afterwards that I want to discuss and your I would like your opinion on something. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> it was Halloween 2008 and I was 17 and ready to party. I was told that my friend Eric was having a party at his new house in the complex by our high school. I was one of the first people there and we were all standing in the kitchen. Eric and his mom were explaining to us about the paranormal shit that was going on since they moved in. And I kid you not, as they are telling me and a few others about the creepy shit that was going down, cupboard doors started to open and close on their own, capitals. The radio turned on, on its own. As this started to happen, I got the fuck out of there as fast, faster than a hamster on its wheel. I never went back because I knew this was bad energy vibes. I was good friends with Eric though, and months later I saw him at Timmy's when he went on to tell me, if, for those of you who don't know, that's Tim Hortons in Canada. Um, months later that I saw him at Timmy's where he went on to tell me more of the creepy shit that happened at his house. He said his phone took a picture by itself the other night when he had it, when he had it open. It was a flip phone, by the way, because he said this was in 2008. So the camera quality is probably shit. Well, he showed me the picture and this image will be forever engraved into my very existence. It was his D. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. It was a dick pic. Ghost took a picture of me masturbating. Very slim. Yeah, take a look at this. It was a figure, looked like a person, wearing a hoodie with its head down, tilted, and the eyes and mouth were black. It had like a creepy smile on it. It was pure evil. I've never felt that way again, shook to the core. And to this day, if I run into Eric in town, we talk about his haunted house. Okay, so this is like, that's like a horror movie. Part of me wonders if like, because Eric and his family were having this Halloween party, if they like triggered some shit not to say that this didn't happen but i often wonder about those types of things and like what happens if like eric's mom to this day is like 
fucking got those kids like that string you know what i mean or it's absolutely terrifying and that's exactly what I experienced but i think that something as aggressive as that like things being opened and closed in front of you like cool. that is like fucked up if i had things open and closed in front of my face yeah in my own home yeah I would be getting someone in here and saging the shit out of it Immediately. or moving mm-hmm. because like, I am not, I'm cool with the, with the spirits. I'm cool with the idea that our loved ones can, can watch us yeah. and look over us and protect us. I'm cool with all of that. When something's doing that, mm-hmm. it's an intimidating thing. And they're trying, they're, they're trying to intimidate you. Yeah, I agree. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, Thou shall not pass. <laughs> I also think that like when the other stuff happens, like say you see the figure out of the corner of your eye or you hear something, your brain does this thing where it says, you know what? That was fucked up. And I did see that. But at the same time, it says, hmm. Did you see that? Did you hear that? Like there could be an alternative explanation almost to like ground you when shit is opening in front of your face. You don't have that second kind of like grounding idea and thought. Do you know what I mean? Like there is no way like I could see maybe if a cover door was like half open and like the house would shake like it would close. But something opening, there's no fucking way things open on their own no like and we shared we shared this story when we were in our hotel room in niagara oh, falls yeah that was so where creepy. the door literally myself and adam sitting mm-hmm. beside each other watched Ooh. the door open yeah watch the door knob go down and then the door open mm-hmm. waiting for you to be on the other side yes. and subsequently you being on the other side waiting for us to come in yeah and then you guys hello? were just like you're like hello we're like hello hello and then i was paralyzed like, you're like couldn't move is that you and we're like ah oh. No, go back to sleep. <laughs> but the, you guys were so drunk. No, we were high. Oh yeah, you were high. But you didn't even come in. Like I was then paralyzed to the bed alone because we had that like conjoining little living room. So I was like, oh, so they're like, go back to sleep. And I was like, Haha. like obviously I'm not going to go back to sleep. We and cleaned. then they just left. Then they just left me in there we alone. Cleaned, we cleaned and called it a night. Well, oh I guess we're going to go uh, call this a night. Let's just, clean up before we go to bed. So scary. Very responsible of us. Okay. So this is a, this is a long story. There's a lot to it. So I'm going to cut a lot of it out just for the sake of time. Yeah. Oh, you're going to paraphrase. Oops. Yeah, I guess that's the other word okay. for it. I'm going to paraphrase. Um, so this girl says, lots of stuff happened, blah, 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 blah. They're in this old house, lots of movement, lots of activity. She says, but the creepiest thing that happened is we found out that our, when our, oh, just so you know, this girl, uh, they found out that this woman and her kids died in the house. Now, the girl's name the, was Like Ruth. the previous owners? Uh, a previous owner. Okay. Not the previous owner. A previous owner. Her name was Ruth. It was apparently an accident. It wasn't suspicious at all, but rumor rumor has it. Ruth was still there. So that's a little bit of the backstory. So anyways, creepiest thing out, we found out that our new house was ready and we could finally move in. I was telling my mom about the upcoming move on the phone when suddenly a banging started in the basement. It was incredibly loud and made the floor under my feet vibrate. It seemed as though someone was in the basement banging the ceiling with a sledgehammer. Since our basement looked like the one out of the Blair Witch, there was no way in hell I was ever going to go down there. This is funny. She said, 
I often said if there was ever a tornado, I'd just let it take me away, <laughs> seeking shelter in that, rather than seeking shelter in that terrifying hellhole. <laughs> Anyways, the fact that the intruder or God knows what was down there uh, made it even less appealing to check out. I called my husband who came home, found nothing in place, nothing out of place in the basement and no apparent cause for the banging. Shortly after the incident, we had the family over for dinner. We started talking about our upcoming move. This seems to be a trend here. Mm. The aggressive banging started again in the basement. My husband and father-in-law went down to the basement and could not find any explanation for the banging. Thankfully, they moved out there a, a little bit after people told us when we they moved that house sat, sat vacant for a little while mm-hmm. people said that they saw random lights turning on oh. yeah the story gets better i didn't go through it but i'll cole's note it for okay. you because i read the whole thing okay shortly thereafter nobody was living in the house they had one of his buddies move in just for temporarily he got the fuck out of dodge and left like everything there really yeah it's like i'm going i'm gone like i don't need to be he, here because he felt- she doesn't she doesn't imply that, but I'm going to take it that way because who leaves all of their stuff yeah. there? So he leaves all their stuff there. The house sits vacant for a little while. Then they're going to, they're, the husband decides, you know what? I'm going to donate this house to the fire department because the fire department needs these like controlled burns for oh. training. I'm just going to donate it to the fire department. They, don't, they want nothing to they, do with they the They want house. nothing to do with the fucking house. Wow. So anyways, they, the husband takes his son and says, well, let's go. Let's see. Whatever the guy's name is, Johnny. Let's see if he left anything that's worth taking back. So they took a PlayStation, a couple of things. Anyways, the next day, their son says, oh, I forgot one video game. It's sitting on the couch. Let's go back and get it. They went no video game on the couch. They burnt that house down. They told the, the uh, platoon chief or whomever mm-hmm. it was that's in charge. Listen, like there's a girl in here. Her name's Ruth. If you burn this house down, there's a high likelihood that she's going to go to your house and scare the shit out of you. So anyways, they burnt it down and the chief says like that's never happened. So anyways, really creepy story. Wow. I love that they're like FYI disclaimer. Yeah. You can have the house and you can burn burn, it down. But if you do. But Ruth might follow you. Ruth might be coming after us. Well, they often talk about how you can have, and I agree with this, like spirits can attach themselves to a home. And to people. Right. Like, or an item. Like, multiple things happen. And people always ask us, like, you know, like, I move with all of this stuff. I'm like, you guys don't understand. We've moved three times. Four times. Four times. And it's... who follows us is like we're not scared of them like they're sometimes they're people we know for the exception of black jacket guy black jacket guy is new to this house pardon me trench coat trench coat black jacket guy what come on that's who you see that's who i see oh i thought that oh because in our in um on on Bergie, it was uh, another woman. Man. No, I thought it was a woman. No, there's a woman, but there was a man too, but he wasn't wearing black jacket. You don't think it's the same? Jacket. Oh, no. Oh, no. Really? Black jacket guy. Because when we went and saw the medium. Yeah. Medium? Yeah. When we went and saw you the medium. You always fuck up I know, that that's why, like, that's when why we I went to saw the medium. The medium. <laughs> when we went and saw them, they flat out said, who was it? Yeah. They flat out said, the black trench coat guy. Yeah. I don't like him. Really? Yeah. Don't Ooh, have to worry. Don't, like don't have to worry about him, but I don't like him. Like he's got negative energy. Oh, I yeah. wonder if it's like unfinished business. I wonder if it's also like connected to you because you are the one that feels that. I only see him when I'm in the spare room. Interesting. Yeah. And he's always walking. Like he walks like right through the wall in the kids room. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Walks right through it. Do, did, was it the Olive readers who said that to you? 
I think, yeah, I think it was Mark. I'm going to reach out to Steph about this because I don't like that either. Um, No, anyway, so things can be attached to people, to things, to um, houses. Okay. That's what they say, but we are not them. We are not them. (laughs) We are not the experts in this. We're just reading stories. Okay. So uh, should I read this one? Yeah, sure. Read the goosey one because we're we're running out of time. It's really long. Yeah, read it. Okay. I haven't heard it. All right. It's quite long. Um, but you said it's I, I well was, written. It's well written. So I am I going to. I love a well written story. I am going to read this. This will probably be the last one then. Okay. There's. I have one more before it. Nope. Let's no, go through good? this one. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we can do a mini episode mm. with the extras. Okay. This story is coming from British Columbia. So it's also Canadian. BC. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I'm I'm going to read this verbatim. It is very long, but it's, it's well written. So I'm going to read it. Okay. Back in the early 19th. Hold on. I'm going to ask Jake right now. I know you're editing this, Jake. Can you put a little bit of creepy music in the background for this one while I'm reading it? I think that'll really be good. He's going to do it. Back in the early 1980s, my mom and dad rented a home situated on some farmland. The home was an original build that dated back to the 1930s. The original owner built the home for his wife. It was her dream home and equipped with a cold cellar in the basement for all of her canned goods that they harvested from their farm. The wife ended up suffering with severe mental illness and was placed in Riverview Riverview Psychiatric Hospital where she lived the rest of her life until she passed. She never returned to her home and her physical body. Fast forward to the 80s when my parents and their two young children, my oldest sister and brother, rented the home. It started off completely normal. It was an old home with obvious creaks and drafts, but then things started to quickly escalate. The first incident occurred in the winter. My parents left the home for a Christmas party with my sister, four years old, and my brother, seven months. When they arrived home and came up the front steps, every single door in their home had been closed shut. My mom, not thinking too much of it at first, came into the kitchen and off the kitchen was a basement door. My parents would leave the door open for their cat to use the litter box downstairs. The door was kept open by my dad's steel toe work boot and they had ensured the door was open when they left for the party. My mom opened the door and at the bottom of the stairs was the work boot as if someone had thrown it to the basement. The cat fucked his boot. (laughs) The cat had been locked in the basement in the dark along with the boot. My mom obviously panicked, called my dad into the kitchen and head and to head into the basement to check things out. Things seemed normal and nothing out of place and they brushed it off as their own as their own doing. This is where things get even worse. As I said earlier that all of the doors had been shut upon their arrival home. When my mom headed down the hallway to change my siblings into their pajamas, she opened my brother's bedroom door. Every folded item off the change table had been thrown all over the room in what looked like a fit of rage. We've been there. Yeah. We've experienced that. Yeah. I'll preface by saying my mom was my mom was and is still to this day absolutely narcotic about cleanliness and would never leave her home overturned. This caused so much fear and panic with both of my parents that they called their landlord who lived up the road. He came over promptly to investigate with my dad. At this point, they believed someone broke into their home. Yet nothing was taken and the doors were locked once they arrived home. The landlord arrived and checked things out again and everything came back completely normal. Several weeks went by before the next occurrence. My sister had a plethora of Cabbage Patch dolls she would play with in her room. One evening, while making dinner, my mom could hear my sister having a conversation in her room. She walked down the hall to listen into her four-year-old's daughter's imagination at play when her blood ran cold. My sister was having a conversation with someone, yet no one was in the room. When my mom entered the room and asked who she was talking to, my sister replied, the lady who lives here. My mom asked, 
what lady? Which to my sister replied, the lady whose house we're in. She likes my dolls, but she doesn't like Charlie, their cat. My mom at this point was visibly and physically disturbed. She shared what my sister had told her when when my dad came home from work and he played it off as a wild imagination of a four-year-old. That night when everyone went to bed, my dad was woken up but what sounded like a lumber crashing. He shot out of bed to find the source. He kept his tools and extra lumber in the basement. When he went downstairs to make sure nothing fell, everything was normal except for the cold cellar door, which was wide open. This was a door that was made of concrete, which led to the cold cellar. My dad kept his tools and lumber in the cellar as the house didn't have a garage. The door was always kept closed as they had a four-year-old and a cat who could get into things in the cellar. The door alone was 50 pounds and would not have opened on its own. My dad shut the door and came back upstairs. Once he was back upstairs, he was completely freaked out and wide awake. He grabbed a drink and went and sat in the living room. He's he's sitting on the couch and turned the TV on aimlessly, flicking channels when the curtains beside him moved. He looks over to the window and nothing was there. This is in the middle of winter and the windows were closed. And as he's looking at the window, a rush of air moves past him and he's met with the smell of perfume. The hair on his neck stands up as he goes up to to, to turn the TV off. This is a grown ass man. My dad was your typical man's man, tough, built like a brick shithouse. And when I tell you this man ran for his life, he ran as fast as he could. My dad finally started to believe that things were happening in their home to be very much real. They started looking for a new home to live soon after my dad started experiencing paranormal events. They ended up living in the home until that summer, and the tipping point was that the following July, my mom took my siblings to stay out with their grandparents in their cottage in eastern BC for a few weeks. Nothing major had taken place for a few months, so they weren't expecting any drastic occurrences. Four days after my mom had left their home, my dad had again gotten in late from work, again alone in their home except for their family cat, Charlie. When my dad arrived home, the basement door was again closed. Upon opening it, the boot was at the bottom of the stairs. He did the usual and walked to the bottom of the stairs. When he looked around the basement, he could hear the cat meowing. He searched the basement and couldn't find Charlie, but could still hear him meowing. He moved to the back of the basement to the cold cellar. Charlie's cries were louder. He opened the door and out comes Charlie. He had been locked in the cellar. My dad slept in the bathtub in the bathroom with the door locked until my mom and siblings came home from their holiday. They moved out of that home beginning of August that summer. How fucking crazy is that? Well, two, three things. I have goosebumps. Three things. Number one, very well written. So super. Number two, you're an incredible reader. Thanks. <laughs> I I just realized that I suck at reading. <laughs> you don't. I pause in the wrong spaces. I take deep breaths when I'm not supposed to. That oh. was so fluently read. Thanks, babe. Wild story. Now, third, what the fuck? I know. Crazy. Like, I, I love that she's like, my dad's like a man's man and was probably like, no, this is your imagination. And at the very end, he's just in a bathtub like, fuck this shit. Sage uh, everywhere. Here's the thing. I can tell you, and I wouldn't say that I'm like a man's man. I don't fix shit. Right. And I'm not built like, like the a shelf upstairs. And I'm not like a built like a brick shit house. But I like to believe that I am the man of the house in terms of if shit goes wrong, someone's getting fucked up and I'm the one that's doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. When we, when I ran into the room, cause I heard someone singing to Riley years yeah. ago and that air that she just described yeah. passed through my body. I can't tell you how frozen I was. Yeah. And it wasn't like, 
I didn't want to get up and run. Yeah. I couldn't move. Like paralyzed. Just like, like literally could not move. My whole, my whole hair went standing up. I went in pins and needles. I got the gooseies and I was like, <gasps> could not move. So you get it. I get it. I totally get it. What's some, that's some scary, scary shit. Okay. Well, there is a bunch more. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do like a mini episode. Um, when I'm back from Saskatoon. Yeah, Saskatoon. Well, I already would have been back when you guys were listening to this. Anyways, um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, good luck sleeping tonight. Maybe just uh, burn some sage and say a prayer. Say a little say prayer, a prayer for you. eat your vitamins and work out the Hulk Hogan way, baby. What you gonna do, brother? Happy Halloween. everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist, but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.